All right. Welcome to the Trading Triangle. We're back for another week. Hey, Sean. Hey, Kay. How are you guys doing? Hey, guys. Hello, hello. How are we? All set up for more trading after taking a week off. So glad to be back at it. Hope everybody celebrating the 4th had a good time. And anybody else, you know, anybody else taking summertime off, uh, hope you're enjoying it. I know I did. I feel refreshed getting back to the trading. And uh, I don't know. How about you, Sean? Did you trade quite a bit last week? How was your week? I did actually, yeah. I traded in kind of in between levels and things like that. Um, and I mentioned on Twitter, actually, I'm not trading at all next week. I'm taking a week off, step back, you know, you know, taking the data and just kind of calm down a little bit. Um, place more trades than I would have done last week. So just to kind of calm down a bit, control my, you know, excitement basically. Yeah. yeah see, everybody's doing it. It's the you got to find that pace and take some Absolutely. time. Okay, you took some time. Yeah, I took some time off. Uh, I was off the week of 25th. That's when I didn't join you guys. So I didn't do much trading that week. But yeah, last week was, uh, I did a lot of trades last week, especially on the day on Thursday when we saw that big pullback um, in the first half. Yeah, I took advantage of a lot. I I had almost like eight, nine trades placed between that 9.30 to 12. Um, So most of them are, uh, most of them were able to close the next day out. So. Nice. I'll have to play some catch up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I took the I took the time off and I've uh, been looking at a lot of the great charts. So we'll jump into all of that uh, real quick. We'll do the disclaimer like we always do. So remember uh, that we are not professionals. We are not financial advisors. Uh, just three friends looking at charts and providing our opinions for educational and uh, you know entertainment purposes only. Um, so do enjoy and appreciate you guys joining us every week. And uh, be sure to hit the subscribe button and follow along. Um, and also check out Sean and Kay's YouTube channels and check us all out on Twitter. Follow along there. Post a lot of great info all throughout the week. So with that, I will get the charts pulled up and we'll get right to it. So looking at the, the week last week, um, just to run through the numbers, S&P overall was basically flat, um, up almost 15% of the year, up 14 and a half. Uh, the Dow was down a percent and is only up 1.7 on the year. NASDAQ was up half a percent, which is, you know, holding above, it's at 30.52% to the positive for the year, which I had to double check. Uh, Russell 2K was down almost a percent and is up 5.87% on the year. Uh, Bitcoin was down slightly, but is holding strong at a positive 82% for the year. And the VIX pulled, uh, spiked up a little bit, got above 15, uh, closed at 1483 for about a 9% jump to the upside. So a little bit of volatility creeping up. Mm-hmm. um and uh yeah uh, what do you guys make of that your fear and greed index uh it stays in extreme fears to, uh extreme greed 78 and your put to call is 0.75 which adds to your fear and greed uh anyways so yeah so still looking pretty bullish at least at least the market feels very bullish yeah another cracking week from tesla uh 531 that's uh Good to see you. And you can see, obviously, on, on the screen there, we've got lots of red. I have a nice big green one there with Tesla. It's quite nice to see. Yeah, no doubt. This is powering higher. I'm interested to see what your thoughts are there. And, uh, yeah, let's just keep it going. And what do we got for earnings? I guess, I guess more looking at events, right? Still Earnings still a little bit of ways away. Earnings is three weeks away. So we yeah. will hit the earnings on, I think, July 25th, 26th. The banks will open. And I think the first week, generally, the banks report. The next week, you start having Netflix. And I guess uh, the tech starts Netflix. And Tesla generally report the same week, I guess. 
it'll so, be here before we know it. You know? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, July 12th is uh, mark that date, 8.30 a.m. We will have the core inflation numbers coming up. Uh, we had 5.3 last year over year and expected is 5%. So it's anybody's guess. Uh, we have all been here long enough. If it comes in line or better, you probably will see a massive rally. And if it um, comes worse than expected, then you could see the fear of maybe two or three or even more uh, rate hikes will uh, at least come in the market temporarily until they shake it off and you know go back to uh, the bull run again. Yeah, I think we're expecting rate, rate hikes, right? That's what's been uh, announced and you know, we're expecting for July. How much? I'm not sure. And then I think the big question is how how much more? But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So looking at the charts themselves, always start with the, the broader market. Um, Kay, while you were out, I, I started using fibs. You know, I can't help myself. <laughs> and uh, so looking at the Fibonacci levels, because they seem to be working uh, quite well here with a spy so it closed at 438.55 last week after retesting that uh the high around 444 just shy of 444 i think i actually got there um but then on friday you see this this nasty wick on the daily candles and uh pushing back down towards that 20-day moving average um which has been supporting so that could be a good sign you know i'm looking for that 20-day to hold or the 435 uh, 87, roughly 436 to hold uh, for SPY to continue the uptrend. Um, but if if that doesn't hold, it looks like there's a little bit of room there to wiggle and maybe uh, fall back down to that halfway point. So um, that's what, where I'm really kind of focused is about 436 this week and see if that can hold up. Yeah, I mean, the last two days, if you combine them, it's a bit like a doji, isn't it? So it still feels that kind of indecision. Um, perhaps we're seeing that going to CPI will be a big week, obviously, on Wednesday. Um, maybe it's just a kind of trepidation, shall we say, in the market. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm seeing in your levels you called, um, from what I can tell a spot on there. The 50 is the one I'm looking at. Yeah, you know, I didn't even catch that. I like that. That That is like a two-day doji. And it's two quick gaps that have closed. You notice that, too? Mm-hmm. Like gap up, gap down, doesn't matter. We'll just close those up real quick and have everybody wondering. So, <laughs> yeah, that is your double top right there, right? The, the uh, true statement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we saw a double top in DraftKings, and that thing's still trying to move higher. So, wow, it's a triple thing, top. <laughs> it's like it's almost a quadruple. We'll have to look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, anything to note on the options side of that? You mentioned the fear and greed index, K. Yeah, the option side, I think uh, for the SPY, it's a 2.11. So it's um, it's it's always very bullish. Um, sorry, yeah. it's always a little bearish on that yeah, side. On the, uh, sorry, on the uh, protection on, side there. Yeah, on the protection side. And and I think that is because uh, it's on a daily side, right? We They trade on a daily basis on the options. They open and close everyday contracts. So it's always, they all, people always head SPY and QQQ. So Got yeah, it. not much... Um, I guess uh, everything expiring on seven eleven is um, it's pretty massive, but yeah, not, not nothing really spikes out over here on spy. I think the twelfth you'll see a lot more. Maybe, maybe we can play the wicks for the twelfth. You know, close it before the. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, well, for me, I've got you know that four forty four level roughly that need we need to break above, otherwise. Uh... I mean, really need to hold for, I'll just say it again, 436. 
and if not 426, 427 is about where um, the the midpoint of this recent rally is at and where the 50-day moving average would come up nicely. So that's kind of more of the downside support. Um, Sean, I think you actually have levels on both upside and downside. So what, what do you got going with your chart? Yeah, so straight off the bat, I've just I've written there CPI dependent. Um, and this is where I see where the stock market would go um, if it goes up or down, essentially, if we get good news or bad news. So if we get good news, I think we could run to 450 fairly easily. We break that high. Um, we know what the market's like when we get good inflation numbers. It, it, it tends to move quite aggressively in either direction, of course. Um, but really, if it moves down, I've got a thick line there of 432, and you can see kind of back in the, the beginning parts of 2022, we made that high where it connects to the 200 moving average, which is the red line. Um, but likewise, I've also noted the blue dots on the 50 moving average kind of coming up, especially in the last few months. So it could kind of resort down to there, touch that, and then we'll see where we go from there. But I, I think that's the ultimate support that I've got. I mentioned it when we looked at your chart. Um, but the two thicker lines we can see at the top, that's the kind of range I'd be looking at trading in the next kind of two to three months. Um, I would be trading it, but I mean, that's what I'd expect the, the SPY to be moving in. Um, but yeah, just what I can kind of see on the SPY at the moment, just kind of, it's CPI dependent, isn't it, really? It's hard to say. It does seem that way. Yeah, it does seem that way. Well, I don't think the cues are going to be too much different. Um, you know, we've got a double top form in here. I'm noted, you know, the March 22 high. Um, so, just taking a look at that chart next here, kind of clean this one up just with a few levels and the trend noted here with the green line. Um, but again, the 20 day moving average is providing support. You want to see that hold and we're targeting to get back above recent highs. But that recent high that I've got noted actually isn't the most recent. That's tied back to March 22. So that 371.83 level is really what we need to break above. And that would be significant, I think. I mean, going all the way back um over a year now almost a year and a half um that that would be significant um that being said i do think it's data dependent just like we've been saying and i've got 355 as the level below if we do get a bit of a sell-off um, as our next level of support and you can see the 50-day moving average coming up right around there it'll probably be a little lower between 350 and 355 but generally speaking i think if we do get a sell-off that's what i'd be looking at for support do you guys yeah. see anything to add on this chart here before I jump to yours? Huh? It's Nothing pretty, to add. I think you covered it nicely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exactly if you look if you think about it, it looks exactly like spy, the double top on two sides. Uh the options, it's same, 2.17. So it's like ditto, exactly the same. Yeah, so we're still getting an indecision between kind of CPI related area, yeah. aren't we? Um but I think Nate called it correctly there, the 50 moving average, the trend line, obviously break higher, I think we go higher quite quickly. Hey guys, my audio is not working, but I think you're talking, so I'm going to jump to Sean's chart. We can hear you. We can hear, we can you. hear you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah, so this is my chart, and we can see immediately the kind of blue highlighted lines I've got there. And uh, we mentioned double top, and we can kind of see where we've hit it back in the past as well, kind of late 2021 that might be. Um, but yeah, I've also written a little comment on this one as well, which is do, uh, does big money come in now? Uh, we spoke about it a few weeks ago. Um, these hedge funds are still sitting on the side. Not literally. I mean, they may not be, of course. They might be dripping in throughout this whole rally. Um, but if they are still stepping on the side, do they see this as an opportunity now with the CPI? If it's a good release, do they jump in their money now? 
this is what I've been thinking recently this week. Um, it, it could be more hope than actual logic, but if not, then the, the big money might be still sitting to kind of reach that 50 moving average, which we kind of touched on with the SPY. But the levels are there for you to have a look at. We've got 357, 369, 382, similar to Nates in a way. Um, but yeah, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I see. Any thoughts on this, Kay? Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I think it makes more sense. Um, I honestly think that, uh, I think when we talk about big money, I wonder if they would get into the tech versus would they get into some of these other, uh, you know, cyclical, like a consumer discretionary or consumer staple industry, because those have really not seen any rally apart from, like, like QQQ is pure tech, right? Tech has driven this rally. It's QQQ is up, what, 30% year to date. Uh, whereas uh, S&P is up, I think, 15% or 14% year-to-date, something like that. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. wondering if um, the banks or the others, are they are going to uh, get the benefit of the big money coming in. I know I know that uh, um, Nate is going to be back in a couple of minutes. He is having audio issues. So uh, we can uh, continue over here. Technical issues. Yeah, so, technical issues. <laughs> yeah, the 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 it, it always happens after a break, right? You take a break, you come back, yeah, and so. your your machine doesn't work, and everything yeah. happens. So we've forgotten how to operate the system. <laughs> okay, right. So we have the Tesla chart. Are you happy for me to carry on? Yeah, all good. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Awesome. So this is uh, Tesla. We've got it up here, and we kind of we mentioned at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the show. We've got a 5% rise this week. You can see that kind of gap up we saw at the beginning of the week, which is um, quite exciting, actually. Obviously, we had a day uh, where we, we weren't live. It was the Independence Day. Um, so that's why you only see four candles representing the whole week. So we can see that we might potentially fill that gap. I think maybe we could, um, to be quite honest with you, and that might align with the 20 moving average coming through. Uh, but I've got the 255 level there as well. Um, just to kind of come in below that, you can see back in the beginning of the chart as resistance, it's hit there a few times. Um, but what I really wanted to kind of note on this one is to kind of really emphasis on the trend change with that kind of green circle you can see with the moving averages crossing, the 20 coming through and the 50 coming through very aggressively on the 200 day. Uh, the 200 is the uh, the red line, sorry, and the other two obviously yellow and blue, very direct coming up. Um, which signals to me possibly a very good kind of trend reversal for, uh, for, I mean, you can see that already on the chart, but like a continuation of that, should I say. Um, whether we come down and, and break the 20 and come down to the 50, that's that's, uh, that's to be obviously seen. But I think with the news and where Tesla's are going, we know what it, what it does. It moves very aggressively, very quickly. So I think we can see 300. Um, I think fairly easily. I don't know what the options data that would be interesting to know. Uh, yeah, so on the on the option side, of course, you know, uh, Tesla, the put-to-call ratio is 0.84. So it's, of course, very bullish. <clears throat> on the volume side, it's 0.63. So that's also very bullish. Uh, one interesting uh, um, note that I have, uh, Sean, here is that you mentioned the gap up that we had. So that the gap up is happening between 262 and 274, right? Some, yeah. something like that yeah so i i think uh that could be a that could be an opportunity honestly um you know because apple had a similar gap up recently and the in the same last week they were able to fill that gap up so i think if we do get a pullback in one of those days where you have a red day you could see tesla actually filling that gap up that that's where honestly i think uh if i am doing a trading i might want to you know get in um 
and, and maybe even play that. So well, how would you trade this one if uh, you had to trade? Yeah, so if I had to trade this one, I would be looking at kind of similar with what you said, what you just said, and what I said earlier. So that the twenty moving average coming up towards that kind of gap area, and I, I think I'll just play it off the twenty because we can see where it's touched it recently. The kind of aggressive buying in the following two days was quite quite significant, um, and you can see it kind of throughout the chart as well. It does like the twenty, uh, not religiously, but I, I would be looking at the twenty moving average for sure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even be looking at the two five five. That's just there maybe as a stop loss kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that, that would be what I'd be looking at. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Nate. Oh, oh my goodness. I don't know what happened. I apologize. It's okay. We kept the show alive. Just Yes, yes. We, 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 tried, we tried our best to be the temporary host here. You know? We'll do a lot of post, uh, <laughs> post editing on this bad boy. Uh, I do okay. not know what happened. I bumped something, I guess. Anyways, I'll look into that after the show, but let's keep this rolling. Yeah, uh, so we finished Tesla, uh, but let's go back to the Tesla chart. And I guess if you give want to give your, you know, some thoughts on Tesla and then we can uh, kick it off. From how there. did you guys roll through that? I saw charts moving and stuff. Uh, you must have been showing, showing some ah. other things. Good stuff. All right. Apologies again. Maybe it was the new haircut. I don't know. <laughs> Blame it on that. And uh, let's keep this thing rolling. So, uh, yeah, Sean, go ahead with Tesla. Sorry. Yeah, so I'm just going to blast through it again. I did say my piece on it, but to get your kind of thoughts on it as well, I just got to blast through the kind of key points. So we can see the green circle there. I can see a nice little moving average direct move straight through. It looks very, very positive for the, for the next coming six to 12 months. And um, me and Kay pointed out the kind of uh, the gap that we just uh, created in the last week or so. We're thinking possibly it could come down, test that gap, and likewise the 20 meter average can come underneath, and that will act as a nice support, and we can continue with this momentum. Yeah, it does have all the signs for more upside, doesn't it? Like that mm -hmm. 20 moving average seems to be the theme this week. We've seen it on the SPY and the QQQ, and here it is with Tesla coming up um, to provide more support. If we do even get that gap fill there that that formed, um, you're going to get support right at that spot. And if it holds here at the prior high, then all, all the better for the more upside. So all the way around, I mean, just an incredible run. And I mean, I don't know why anybody decides to short Tesla at any point. I definitely understand, I guess, the steepness of the rallies, but whew, they just dangerous. keep going. They just keep Very going. dangerous to short <laughs> Tesla, yeah. Yeah, but um, are you looking at, um, I guess – we could see it consolidate here. 275 seems like a nice clean level for it to try to hold at and then push for a move higher is, you know, given the the kind of action back in time where we got to this level and it looks like it, it provided some support. So yeah, that, I mean, that's, that would be the bullish case here is to get that support again and then target that upside back to 300, the magic 300 level. Yeah, and, and Tesla's had a history of pushing to like psychological levels. So back in the day, it used to push to 1,000 and then it would just kind of stay there for a little bit, go a bit higher and then come back down afterwards. And it really likes to go for those milestone uh, points, should we say. So I think that 300 is definitely in sight for a lot of um, traders as, as well as investors. Um, but we can see that the ultimate resistance here is 311. Um, this is what I've got on the chart here. It looks like a nice little triple top we saw back in the past. So um, that'll be a really good test for, for Tesla coming up. I like it. 311. Let's yeah. see it. Neo. Wow. Um, well, it's going well. I mean, let's be honest. It's going well. 
Uh, we, we did think it would uh, a couple of months ago, even a month ago, really, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. I hold my hand up as well. Guilty. So Guilty. That, yeah. <laughs> but we can see phenomenal price action, actually, in the last uh, few weeks. You can see I've got lots of lines on the screen. I won't talk to them too much. But what I will say is the company, in terms of delivery like of numbers, should we say, we've got some good registration numbers that came out last week. I know it's just one week, but it's a, it's a step in the right direction. And hopefully tomorrow we can get a good um, registrations number as well. I'm thinking more towards kind of 5,000, so that would be good for the neo, neo investors, neo traders, whoever kind of follows the stock. But it's it, exciting, actually, they're coming to the UK in uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday this week. Uh, a festival, a Goodwood festival. I tried to oh, get tickets, but I, I can't because I'm not on that. I'm not off on that day. So annoying. <laughs> but um, it's only half an hour away as well, which is fantastic. But oh well, uh, maybe next just, time. Just start laying <laughs> the groundwork now, Sean. Like you exactly, know. you know, go, go make yourself the face of Neil. You know. Yeah, well, I did put on Twitter. If anyone wants to, anyone wants to invite me, then please, that'd be fantastic. That'd be all right. <laughs> I'll figure it out somehow. Um, but yeah, so we, we're going back to the chart. We've got, um, obviously, I said positive price action, but we do see a big red line coming down there. And that's the 200 moving day average, uh, moving average daily. And uh, we, could, we touched off it there on, uh, what was that? Kind of must be Monday and Wednesday, because we were off on Tuesday. So Monday and Wednesday, we kind of hovered around there. And I think we've got to challenge it again. And uh, possibly if we get some really good registration numbers tomorrow, I think we could break that. Uh, it's all about holding it, um, in my opinion. So if we do break that, we're going to have to hold it. Um, and if we don't hold it, then the 20 moving average coming up below, I think would be a nice support. We bounced off it very nicely, cleanly, uh, kind of what's that, end of June kind of time, um, coinciding with the trend line and the 50-day moving, uh, 50 moving average as well. So that was a really nice uh, point of support. So we've got that in our favor as new investors, new traders, et cetera. But yeah, that's what I see on the chart. I'm not going to talk too much about it. There's a big, uh, big red line in the way, basically. Yeah, there is. But what if that slides right in underneath nicely? And then, mm. you know, Neo has got some additional support, can maybe hang out there a bit. That would be a really good sign. You've got the other moving averages really curling upwards. So, I mean, it's a bit steep on the 20 day. That is pretty steep. But the trend is up and the trend looks nice. So, um, it's, it caught me by surprise for sure. Absolutely caught me by surprise. I did not expect the rally all the way to 10 to, you know, when it, when it fizzled and got back down below 850, I was like, okay, this sounds about right. You know, eight to 850, maybe we'll get some consolidation a little higher. And uh, so it's been really nice, uh, a nice trade. And I think if 850 here, or excuse me, 950 can hold up, like you're saying, I think that's what you're saying. Um, yeah. This is a nice little potential buying range, right? Like 950 to 10. And uh, if it consolidates here for a bit, and if you didn't get in a little bit lower, yeah, you get some nice support there. Yeah, and I think the, the sentiment on, on, especially on Twitter and just kind of community in general, is changing for Neo. They're getting a bit more positive, um, at least from what I can see. I, mean, I cover Neo quite a lot on, on Twitter, as you know. Uh, but yeah, I think the sentiment is you know turning a bit more positive. Have we hit a bottom? That kind of talk. Um, the, the delivery numbers, as I mentioned, kind of turning around a bit. So that could be what we're seeing reflected in the stock price. So it'd be exciting to see what can happen in the next, uh, well, to the end of 2023. I've got a personal price target around $20-ish. I've done a separate video on that, but that's where I've got in mind. Um, I know it sounds a bit bullish, but you know me. I like, I like bullish charts. Bullish. Well, this is this is the kind of chart that is rounding and, and it's make, you know trying to make higher highs here. So to get above that 1075 level, then... 
that you know get it back above that 200 day moving average i don't know sean i'll keep my i'm now positive so let's hopefully that continues because i was yeah you know was, when we were down at that 740 level listening to you i was like oh man i hope it holds here but i was, I was admittedly not so optimistic <laughs> <laughs> well i, I really you hope you're I. I really hope your 20 dollars price target comes to fruition because uh i would love to you know open some covered calls when it's running up Oh, okay. I'll say you're welcome when it hits there, shall I? <laughs> the patience, the patience. Okay, Not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we have next one, which is Palantir. And we can see, I, I didn't really want to talk too much about here in terms of price action. You can see where it is. It's kind of following the SPY. And um, we're creating a bit of a range between the 1350 level and the 17. Can't quite see it behind the logo, but that is 17, uh, $17. And I've been really impressed, actually, with how much this stock has held up. Um, we can see the volume has kind of got a bit lower. Um, but generally, the, the stock price has kind of dipped below the 20, came off the 1350 line. And I think this could be a nice little range that we travel to until the next earnings, which you can see the arrow is pointing down there. It's not an official date, but it's kind of a rough area. It's normally kind of mid uh, mid to early of the month, which in this case would be August, of course. So that would be my, this is what I want to see from Palantir is a little bit of consolidation just to kind of calm down a bit. And then the next earnings, hopefully we get some obviously good news, a bit of a catalyst for the, for the stock to push above 17 and maybe hit towards that 20 level. A bit like Neo, actually, 20. Sure, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted to say for Palantir this week. Give it a go. Yeah, <laughs> this is just another one of those uh, great moves that we've been talking about that, Sean, you, you've led the way with. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to look for any, you know, signs of negativity. we got that same doji candle. You know, form two day doji kind of form in there. And, uh, but that's more indecision than anything, right? So that doesn't really show as much direction. Um, so yeah, maybe a, an opportunity to pick a range here or, or set a range up for some more buying if you didn't get in like myself <laughs> at the lower levels. <laughs> are you guys yeah, planning right. to get, uh, Sean, are you planning to get in uh, this week or, or are you like continuing your existing trade that you already have with Palantir? So, but this one obviously is a long-term hold for me. So I'm just holding my shares um, currently. Uh, we spoke about it before hours, obviously, uh, of hours. But we, I, I'm currently just holding my shares. I, I just see the reason why um, to sell at this point. I see where the company might be going in the next kind of couple of years to three, you know, three to ten years, really, actually. So yeah, I, I might add if it comes down to this kind of 11.50 level or the 50 moving average. But that's that's kind of only action I have planned. Obviously, it may change in the next week, two weeks, who knows. But that currently, I'm just sitting on it, basically. Sitting on my hands, really. I don't want to panic or anything like that. Got it. Yeah. And the, from, a, from, an, from an options perspective, again, this is also pretty bullish, you know, 0.61 put to call. Um, so any anything uh, less than one is a bullish. And I, and I think we talked about this multiple times. Stocks like Palantir, Mara, or SoFi, they have this uh, big um, retail crowd, uh, and that keeps the call options up. And of, of course, you know, now also some institutional investors, they also get in. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to see the, the kind of volume pick up as well through the next earnings to see what they do. It does look like volume's fallen off a little bit, yeah? But, you yeah. know, interestingly... Interestingly, volume has been going down for most of the stocks, and and that has to do with a couple of things, right? One, we had that Juneteenth holiday 
coming out to end of Q2 and then getting into 4th of July. So generally during this last uh, week of Q2 ending and H Q2 was also first half ending. So the, it will, a lot of things came around at that time. And so many, many stocks, you will see this, uh, the volume has really gone down. That so makes what you're saying is uh, Nate wasn't the only one on holiday then. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Most of the big traders from Wall Street, they were in Hampton celebrating yeah. their, you know, long <laughs> Yeah, you can see the volume impact uh, from me being out of the trading. <laughs> all these charts. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Taking all those shares out of the system, can I say? <laughs> Hanging with my friends in the Hamptons. Yeah. No, that's not what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see you there, by the way, Richard. Oh, nice. It's <laughs> a long way for me, so I want you to see me there. Yeah, next, next year. We'll next, next year, year. okay. Yeah. <laughs> or quarter. I think they go quarterly. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. Yeah, so last up we have Enervir. This seems to be a little bit of um, kind of a, a retail favorite stock. I'm getting a lot of comments related to this one, and people are saying continue covering it. So that's what nice. I'm going to do, and it kind of excites me as well as a kind of concept, obviously, making our own batteries releasing them, giving extra life to, to our little devices here. So that would be really good for the future if they manage to pull it off, of course. But yeah, going to the technicals, what I've drawn is a very large yellow box you can see at the top there. Um, this is a range that we touched on at the top left of the screen. So the range starts from about 1850 to, oh no, it's covered up by this side. I think it's about 26. So 26 is that range. What I'm really looking for the stock to do is Get up into that into that range. We kind of trade through that range, bring up the moving averages, you know, bring up some more some more news, some more press releases, some better earnings reports, and hopefully to stabilise the stock a bit because we can see it moves a lot, and um, and that happens a lot with these retail stocks, of course. But yeah, that's what I'm looking for in terms of future kind of price action. But what we can see in the past price action is to kind of really nice bounce off of the free moving averages and that kind of $13 level and it's really it's just rocketed basically hasn't it and um, so again we've got the moving averages curling up as, as we've mentioned before um, and we've got the, the yellow one kind of above the 1550 level which I know Nate you picked up on a, a few weeks ago the 1550 level you were looking at I'd yeah. be curious to see if you actually acted on that. You know, we had any thoughts on that, or you're too busy sitting back in, in holiday mode. I was <laughs> um, in holiday yeah, mode, yeah, admittedly. <laughs> but yeah, what I'd be looking for in the future, obviously, is the 50 to move up into that 15, 50 level as well. I think that'd be really nice for the stock moving forward. Yeah, one thing that strikes to me um, is the the premiums, the option premiums on this. Um, for just a one-week option, uh, you're you at the money you're getting almost three percent um you'll make three percent if you compare that with uh, palantir or any other you are in like a one percent or even less than a percent at the money for one week expiration so that just shows you um, how much liquidity or volatility would be in the stock oh. yeah you know that that move through 1550 uh, just to talk about that a little bit so we had resistance there, right? And we were looking for a clean breakthrough with good volume, which definitely got that. And then um, on top of that, the following day, it didn't pull back and, you know, retest completely, but we got a little bit of a drawdown and then, you know, the price moved back higher. So that's that day after the day two, um, that's even though it looks like you might've missed out on, on the trade and obviously nothing's guaranteed it could have very well reversed in there but that volume busting through a ceiling like that that to me is a huge 
you know, I'm glad you asked, Sean, because, yeah, if I had been paying attention, that would have been a great trade um, to get in on. And you can see the move higher all the way up through a couple of levels there. That's a really nice trade um, and only a couple of days. So it's a short trade when you see something like that. But that's that's the kind of breakout I look for. Is that basically the similar kind of setup you're looking for, Sean? So not exactly. No, I, I kind of base it on the actual kind of price action of the candles, etc. So coming up, breaking through a level and coming back down to retest that level. Um, you mentioned a little bit here, but it didn't quite retest it. So I wouldn't have taken the trade typically. Um, gotcha. You wait for that earlier. retest. <laughs> and li yeah, literally, essentially, I, I wait for a retest. Sometimes I can be a bit too accurate with it. And then I miss out on the trade, but you know, that's trading. You can't get every single one. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of wait for it to come back down. But there's lots of different ways you can break out trade. I mean, you mentioned one that I mentioned one just there. Um, but sure. yeah, that's the kind of one I typically look at, the retest. Yeah, no, I think that's probably um, a way to add confidence in, in the trade, right, to the upside. You get the retest and the hold. And versus I didn't quite get that retest. So uh, on that day, too, on the, on the you know, we had recently here. So, um, yeah, it would be a higher risk, I guess you would say, higher risk uh, kind of tra entry there. Yeah, but, and yeah, just to, just to add on to my breakout trade there as well, when it comes up and it retests, just an extra point of confluence if the moving average is a moving average that is typically the twenty kind of slides in with that yeah. support line, and that is a, a you know it's a, it's a go for me, it's a buy signal um, generally. I like it. And yeah. uh, just to add to what you guys are saying, so there are twelve analysts that are covering ENVX, yeah. uh, and. 10 out of the 12 have a strong buy and two have a buy rating. The average price target for one year is about $28. So you're looking at what? 50, 51, 52% upside from here onwards. Nice. Wow. That's some pretty that's nice price targets there. And you won't even know what the outrageous high price target is. High range is $100. I don't know where that comes from, but yeah. Let's see it. <laughs> it's just a pure opportunity isn't it if they can make this um you know, wonderful battery that goes into all these devices and increases its 63 percent battery life then you know it's a game changer isn't it if they just hope they can pull it off yeah, yeah. what kind of batteries is, is it um i'm so sorry silicon, you saying like lithium ion silicon battery so it's all it's all the ev batteries though specifically no um, no it's just um components like for phones laptops okay yeah that's what i was getting they're, at they're working on evs as well um, but yeah, the, essentially, there's a cool video actually on the website I watched yesterday um, with my friend, and um, it's kind of explaining the, the, the kind of differences between a normal battery. Because a couple of years ago, we heard about the Samsung ones exploding because um, they tried to put too much power into the battery, which you know it's fair enough. It's it's, well, it's not fair enough. It's literally exploding in people's faces. I'm but, glad they found the uh, limit, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they basically try to provide a way to um, give the same power if not more without that kind of um, explosivity shall we say by adding silicon and different layers and anodes and components etc it's all very scientific um but yeah i mean the video explained it really well i might leave it in the comments down below if anyone's actually interested that'd be happy to do that for you um but yeah it's an interesting technology and like i said if it, if it does take off i think it could be a, a game changer um it's not the only company doing this so it, there is a bit of competition, but that's could be healthy competition. Who knows? Yeah, nice. Thanks, Sean. Welcome. And over to you. All Here right. We go. I will take it. So, oh, I see my screenshot caught more than I wanted here, but that's all good. So, um, yeah, looking at NVIDIA, been 
trying to see if this will continue even higher given the amazing run we've had here, uh, the leader in the AI world, and you know, we've kind of stalled out. I mean, we, it's still a very nice uh, uh, move again for the year and, and still performing well. It hasn't pulled back a ton. And I've got 404 at the bottom end of the range here holding up nicely with 434, 435 at the top end. And right in the middle, the magic 420 number um, in the mid-range. And that's providing some, some support. We did dip below it a little bit. I think these are the hourly candles I've got showing here. It's driving me nuts that I blocked that. Sorry about that. But I'm pretty sure these are the hourly. It's hourly. Let's see. Look at the days. There we go. Yep. And so given that, um, this is a shorter trading you know, window time frame. So I'm using this to you know, potentially, if you do own 100 shares of NVIDIA and you're looking to sell covered calls, um, you could definitely look at this 435, 436 or excuse me, 435, 440 levels. Um, it looks like that's holding up as resistance. Um, but then again, if you're holding NVIDIA and you're not really looking to lose those shares, um, you could extend because the premiums are so nice uh, on the NVIDIA calls. You could go much higher out of the money and uh, still collect nice cash and uh, be a little bit safer. So uh, with respect to not losing your, your shares. So I saw you nodding your head there, Kay. You, I, like, I think you like to go further away, right? And, yes, and yes. click a little bit less. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think uh, the if you if you are doing covered call, especially for stocks like Nvidia, Apple, Tesla, Amazon, and you don't want to lose your stocks, I think you would rather sacrifice that little bit extra premium to the safety. So I would at this point in time, I would try the delta of being maybe in 10, 11, 15%, not even getting close to 20% because you saw this massive uh, candle with uh, Nvidia that gapped up from all the way from what two uh, sorry uh, 309 to 390. That's that's an eighty dollar jump. You don't see in a trillion dollar company or even five hundred billion dollar company, a market cap company, doing a ninety dollar jump or eighty dollar jump in single day. So that's the reason when you're doing covered calls on these kind of stocks. It's fine if you want to do a weekly, just uh, try to play a safer if you don't want to lose your stocks. Uh, sometimes, for example, in my case, I do covered calls on Tesla specifically to sell out um, you know, in that week. So if I'm doing that, then I will always do add the money because I just want to get in and get out of the trade. But if you are using your long-term investment, try don't don't go even closer to like 30% because it can get called out. Yeah, you know, just looking at the the one week out, you can get about 1% at four, at the 460, 465 strikes yeah, between amazing. 1% and 2%, right? Yeah. So well out of this range um, and in five days collecting in a decent, you know, 1% to 2% is, is amazing in just a few days. So, yeah. um, but that being said, also, if you're just trading the shares, um, because NVIDIA is an expensive stock, that makes a lot of sense. I do like if we uh, see this 420 uh, level hold again, um, to, if they get that retest to accumulate between 420, 423 and look for a move back up to that 435 level. Um, if it does not hold at 420, though, and breaks, I would be waiting for it to retest at 404 uh, level and try to accumulate between 404 and 408, roughly, or seven. Um, and in those ranges, you know, after we've seen something hold up a bit, um, that's when I would be you know, jumping in to make those range trades and trading accordingly. Um, nothing in the sense of breaking out showing up here. 
Um, and I don't really, these are, this is a tight window, so nothing in the way of trends, but um, anything you guys would add to this, this one hour chart? Um, nothing to the one hour chart. I, I had a little look back on, on the platform here and it kind of like it might be consolidating quite nicely. Um, obviously, we've had a massive move throughout the year and this kind of sideways price action is, is, is actually pretty good for long term investors. Obviously, you talk about cover core strategies and options and things like that, but as a long term perspective as well, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely uh, might provide some opportunity for those that missed out to get in on this consolidation. Anything else from UK? No, the option the the option side is one point zero seven, so slightly bearish on Nvidia, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, given the run, that makes some sense. Um, so yeah, keeping it going into the marathon digital holding space. So Bitcoin has been doing well. We mentioned up eighty two percent on the year. Um, and now Marathon is deciding to take off again. So we had these months of just opportunities and consolidation where you could buy the low and sell the high, um, sell covered calls or sell or you know collect cash from cash secured puts, right, Kay? And uh, yep. as you're collecting that cash, it's great. But when you see this breakout opportunity occur, you know that is, of course, some of the give and take, right? So you're going to miss out on that upside if you did sell covered calls um and lost your shares so that being said all the opportunities over the last two months that have been calling out i've been pointing out on twitter um more than made up for it i've been able to collect premiums and again that's the big reason we've been talking about this one is the premiums you can collect were just huge so it wasn't one or two percent um for a couple of weeks here talking you know multiples of that so really great to trade that and now we've got this breakout nice trend line form um you know, these candles are the one hour again, just to show that range nice and tight. But you can see that they're holding nicely to this trend line, moved up above the 1530 uh, support resistance level. And I'm wondering if it slows down a bit here. And if it does, I want to see that 1530 hold, but really would like to see this trend line hold and continue higher all the way up to that 1775, showing just no signs of slowing down. Um, I didn't pull up the Bitcoin chart, but I don't know if you guys have looked at that or not. It definitely trades in, in lockstep of Bitcoin, but uh, any additional thoughts on Marathon? Um, I have a question. Okay. No, go, go for it, Sean. No, your question sounds good. I like it. Um, so what should be the optimal entry point at this point for Mara if, if you want to get in? Yeah, I think it's too early to tell. I mean, if you want to make a really quick trade, you could look for a pullback to that green trend line and um, you know make a buy there because it has been respecting it. I notice I don't have the moving averages on here, probably because the hourly chart and yeah. move that. But um, I, I would look at the daily, and if we're getting close back to let's see, actually pull that up on the side. So, you know, using the moving averages as touch points to get in on uptrend. So anytime. I'm, tr I'm looking to get in on something that's, you know, clearly moving higher and uh, been doing so. I, I would look to get in on uh, retests of the moving averages, but those are far away at this point. The, the, yeah, they, they are nowhere close. Yeah. I'm, I'm even looking at the exponential moving average, 30-day. And it's, it's nowhere near. No, nowhere near. And exponential moving averages is, is, it takes into account your massive uprun uh, price movements compared to the simple moving averages, but it's too far apart. So you'll notice on, on Friday, we got a spike and then a big pullback. So the daily candle 
it's a little bit harder to see on the hourly here, but the daily has a huge upper wick. Yes. So, um, you know, maybe showing some signs of cooling. It's the same, John, it's that same candle you called out at the start of this with that that two-day doji forming where we've got the opening close real tight. This looks like a hammer, actually, if I... I... Well, yeah, on on Friday, but look at Thursday's candle. Yeah, Um, that is true. It was the opposite, right? We had a long lower wick. And so... um, yeah, I think there's some indecision here, and it makes you know a little bit of sense. Maybe people are slowing down as we're waiting for earnings in a couple of weeks. And I think Kay, you said maybe we get some consolidation. Maybe the th- same things going on in the in the Bitcoin space. So that that could be what we're seeing here. So I would look for fifteen thirty to hold. And if you get a good hold there, and the moving averages come up to start, you know, like we've been saying earlier, yeah. uh, slide in there, then that might be your opportunity. Yeah, always interesting. This one's kept everybody engaged, no doubt. Um, but coming back from Vegas, and in the in the, really this is coincidence. I did not do this on purpose. But the number one chart that jumped out to me this week was DraftKings. Um, so I don't have it highlighted here, but we're making new higher highs and higher lows consistently, even though we've kind of consolidated a bit here. Even Friday's high made a, a, a just a touch higher price point. Uh, than we had towards the end of the prior week. And, um, you know, the close well above 2640, close at 2665. So, uh, again, I'm with Sean. I'm waiting for a pullback and a retest here. And uh, if it did get back below 2640 but held 26, that would be a nice uh, potential for accumulation there. The the 20-day moving average could pull right up in there and provide support. And uh, we continue this uptrend. So I'm... Looking for that number one, right? That's number one setup is a breakout to the upside. But if it rejects hard and pulls back, um, then maybe we're just going to get some consolidation. And I would look for the 50 day to hold and that mid range as an accumulation zone between 2430 and 2485. So I kind of see two potential trades, just depends on which one sets up. Yeah, I think for me, I see a bit of a wedge as well, um, or like at least like a triangle pattern. So yeah. if you drew a line across the top there, and you've obviously got the trend line coming down the bottom, you could probably move that up if you wanted to be a bit more accurate. Um, and that kind of coincides with towards the mid to end of July, that kind of wedge. Um, and typically stocks don't really break out you know, on the last day, you know, the last couple of days, breaks out before. So I would be looking at that wedge personally. Um if you can kind of imagine the triangle on the screen here now. Um, yeah. But yeah, if, if, to like add that say, in. if it breaks up, that'd be good. Um, but I'd be looking at the, the actual pattern itself. Um, it's, it's similar. It's basically the same thing, but just a different perspective, really, isn't it? Yeah. Do you use um, those types of patterns more so or less so, or just kind of in conjunction with price levels? Because, yeah, I don't know which I, I like more. To be honest with you, I use them both. And uh, I'd just be curious. Do you like to use like a wedge pattern breakout or are those kind of things more so? Um, I, I honestly, I just, I, I do both. So I'll, I'll start drawing okay. lines on the chart and then it'll kind of, I, I seem to just come across a pattern and think, oh, actually that's a triangle pattern or that's a, you know, a channel and a wedge, a, channel, a you know, parallel channel, should we say. Um, and then I'll kind of draw lines, I identify what could possibly be a breakout higher or lower. Um, and it just, there's no real method to it. I just, basically draw lines. So. <laughs> so I, I asked that, I kind of set you up there a little bit because uh, I knew that would be your answer. And that's the right answer for a very specific reason in my mind. If we're all trying to get super creative, 
and do all these fancy things that nobody else can see on the chart, then who else is trading that? Mm. Right. But if we're all looking at similar patterns, which is, this is naturally what's going on. And you have institutions even looking at the same patterns and you're looking at those patterns. Then when institutions see a signal and you see the signal, you know, you're going to get the movement with, you're going to be going with the crowd, quote unquote. So, um, I like, I, I take the same approach. It's like, what is obvious? What jumps off the page? Draw the lines. It probably jumped off the page for other folks. And if it didn't, you know, then um, you're help, you know, that's okay. It doesn't mean it's not good or not valid, but I'm just saying, I think you get, you get a little bit further with those, uh, that simplified approach. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah, keep your charts nice and simple. Yeah. Simple. You know me. <laughs> Um, Kay, anything to add from the uh, option side? I'm sure DraftKings is... No, the, no, DKNJ doesn't have that much um, action going on with... Uh, really? Yeah, let me see. Let me double check. Uh, felt like with all this uh, movement to the upside, it might get more stickiness, but I think... Well, we have 0. 0.99, so it's pretty, so pretty, much. pretty even out, right? Yeah. All right. Nothing to write about. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, last chart for me in particular, and we'll move on to case charts, which are the big tech names that you're going to want to stick around and pay attention to. Also, if you haven't already, appreciate you subscribing. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, we'll work hard at these charts every week and appreciate all the followers already. We have big goals here. So thanks again for following along. And uh, again, so my last chart this week is IWM. And the reason I'll mention it again is I believe that the small, the Small cap stocks are going to give us a lot of uh, indication or signaling towards what the broader markets are going to do. And so I'm paying pretty close attention to the Russell 2000 and IWM being the ETF that tracks it. And we had this nice consolidation period that legged up and I was hoping would be able to hold above that 184 level. But it pulled back a little bit, came back to retest the 150 day moving average. But this is. Um, kind of what we were talking about earlier with a, another stock with the 200 day sliding in um, the 150 is now, you know, formed a support level here. It looks like we had a bounce off of it. Another you know, two bounces recently off of this uh, dark blue line. So I like that as potentially the lower end of this range, even though I pulled it, I let it go all the way down to 179 because that's where the 50 day moving average is. And then 187.34 on the upside. So that 179 to 187 range is where we're at right now and looking to, for you know a break either way to kind of signal for the broader markets. Um, and I'm about out of breath. So anything to add to IWM? I, I like the uh, 150 here because you can see the strength uh, back to the uh, beginning of the chart um, as a resistance point, so off you know, three points there. And you, as you just said, twice the support very recently. So that yeah. would be a good area to watch and you know again tracing back to the, the kind of indicators that we use i use a 200 used a 150 it's different for everyone we get different results um but yeah that's just the kind of different traders that we are and different perspectives that we provide it's just kind of analyzing the chart in a different way um i don't know really know what i'm trying to say but generally <laughs> looking at the chart different perspectives can provide you know, if, the same result if not better yeah, no, you know, when the the two perspectives align, even though they start in different spots, like yeah, that's yeah. huge, right? And yeah. uh, I'm noticing here, by the way, right in the dead center of the chart is that retest of 179. So from a breakout perspective, 
you know, just to give you an, an idea of what it looks like in, in nice, clear form here. We had the big volume spike breaking 179 previously and a clear retest, your chance to get back in and then, you know, nice move up afterwards. So, um, yeah, let's look to hold the higher highs here, or higher lows, I should say, and, and form higher highs and really want that 50 day to hold if that if, if not, the 150 would be even better. Um, so, yeah, 180 roughly need to hold that level and see what happens. Absolutely. All right, Kay, hand it over to you with Apple. And I I am really curious what you have to say here because I think the everybody app, the, the is app, watching Apple. Yeah, the Apple of the eye, right? Uh, so Everybody. <laughs> well, we have we had another uh, all-time high at 194.48. Um, I talked about this uh, gap that we had, we created right around the, um, what was this? Uh, about 189 to 194. And then we did see the gap filling up. Uh, right around there. I did write that over there. Um, 52% up year-to-date Apple. Uh, I mean, take it. It's, it's It's been a phenomenal performance. Of course, you know, stocks like NVIDIA and Tesla and some of these others, they have blown uh, the performance. Uh, but still, for an Apple, for a $3 trillion company to do a 52% year-to-date, that just goes to show how uh, big this company is. I personally see that's overextending as usual because every time you have a new all-time high, you don't know exactly what the pattern is going to be. It could keep running up, but at some point in time, there would be a pullback. Now, um, there is going to be a video that I'm going to post later on my channel, uh, but uh, I'll give a quick summary here. Most of the times that we have seen the all-time high of Apple and when the stock retraces, the, the downside is between 15 and 30%. So something to keep in mind. If you are a long-term investor on Apple, I think dollar cost averaging right now, I don't. I would honestly wait for a pullback to dollar cost average over here. If you're trading, you have to be very, very careful at these elevated levels. Um, the volume is also declining, which you have probably seen consistent across all the stocks we talked about. Um, and this is something that you that we need to see if the volume is continues to decline or is it comes back up after the vacation is over. And now if you go and check any place, Bazinga or Seeking Alpha anywhere, most of the analysts are calling to now sell. Now, I don't think, I mean, as a long-term investor, I would not be selling Apple at these levels, but from a trader perspective, you know, I would be very careful getting in. Um, you do have decent number of contracts at 200 call options. You have 36,000 contracts, whereas uh, on the put side, you have about 24,000 at 190. So still very bullish, um, uh, the number of calls to put, the put to call ratio, and it's 0.88, so very bullish. That's what I'm seeing with Apple here. I'm not touching the stock. Uh, I'm just watching it. That's it. Well, I'm not betting against this guy. I've been saying for like weeks, well, 178, you know, looks like it's about done here. I can't imagine it moving higher, and here we are. So, I, I mean, I think if I say that it's going to go higher, maybe that will finally push it over. What do you guys think? Is that arrogant enough of a statement? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have the earnings coming up, so keep that you know perspective in mind. Yeah, I mean, um, that's going to be super interesting because, uh, I mean – Apple's just been powering, continuously blowing it away, even with earnings. Um, didn't it gap up on last earnings? It looks like looks it did. Like that, it that did. Happened. It did. Yeah. Yeah. It did. So could you imagine a gap up from here? Like that's just insane. Yeah. But by the way, I, I did forget to tell, and it's not on the chart here. Uh, 
City Group new price target for Apple is $240. However, two Ooh. weeks ago, we got three downgrades from Bank of America, Piper Sandler, and Oppenheimer at about 190 or so. So take it what it's worth from the price analysts on the price targets. Yeah. As well, the, the RSI is cooling off nicely, even at these elevated levels. Um, so there's no reason why I can't just keep going up in this channel. You can see a very clear channel. Um, and why not? Yeah, really organized, right? Yeah, exactly. It's essentially the neatest stock I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> this is the model right here. Yeah. This is what you want your portfolio to look like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a long-term investor in Apple, you would be very, very happy. But from a yeah. trading perspective, I just don't know where to get in and where to get out at this yeah. point, these levels. Yeah. yeah, I don't trade Apple at all. Uh, maybe in the early days I did, but not not now. It's just, uh, just not exciting enough for me, I guess, for the smaller names. <laughs> If we get some consolidation um, for, you know, in this, and have to, it, I wouldn't want to just jump in right away, but if we got some sideways movement, it could happen for a while given this run and given the lack of people's willingness to sell, um, even if there is a bit of a, you know, sell off, they could just form a range. And at that point, okay, you know where I'm going with this. Exactly. Right. That's, that's you when you trade. do your real strategy right there. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. All stuff. right. Moving on to the next stock, which I actually love. This is Google because Google gives you a very good opportunity to trade regardless of the weekend. Right now, we do see a little bit of a bearish sign here. We saw the, the price is crossed the 30 day, 30 EMA. And you will start noticing that apart from the 20, 50 and 200 day moving averages, I have also plotted now the EMA, which kind of especially for stocks that have run up so much, EMA just helps to give a little bit more perspective. So still in the moving averages, but just giving an exponential. So that is a little bearish sign considering uh, we have that. I think the, the 118th support level is still going to hold that. And if you really want to play Apple, uh, sorry, if you really want to play Google, I think the 118 to 122, that would be a good range. I think it could barcode from here until the next earnings. The put-to-call ratio is 0.77, so still very positive on the option side. Um, the contracts, the open interest is pretty low compared to Apple. So in Apple, you had 36,000 and 24,000 contract options on call and put, whereas uh, you have 2,700 open interest at 121 on the call side and 2,300 at 118 and the put side. So it's, it's a stark uh, difference between Google and Apple stock, but... Um, I like these levels, and honestly, this is a for a weekly trade. This is a nice setup. You can see it's like barcoding. Even if it hits, we saw it did not hit its uh, April 2022 height uh, of 131. So I I think it's in a good range bound, and and I love stocks which are you know trade like this. Then you can get in and get out uh, within a range, and and still you know collect some nice premiums for the week. So with this one. I see a pattern. I see a triangle. How do I do this on the screen? There we go. Yeah, like I, that. I see. I see what you're saying. Yes. And that, so the, the range is getting tighter. And for me, that creates a, tri a triangle. And that is a potential break of the trend either way. Yeah. Uh, not a trend, so I say, just the break of the line, should we say. So I'm actually going to add this to my watch list and watch that carefully in terms of that triangle. It's called a symmetrical triangle, generally. Mm -hmm. um, and if it breaks down, obviously, we'll see some levels of, you know, analyze that and do my due diligence on that side of things and if it breaks up same thing um but i see a nice 
tried passing here. Yeah. There is, is a it? bearish sign. So, you know, you can, you can, you can track that and see if it plays out and you can get a confirmation. Yeah. That, that, those lines you're talking about, Sean, I mean, you trace that all the way back to the beginning of the year to the lower, you know, when it was below 106. Exactly. And I think that level, you know, the lower end of that triangle holds. Um, so that's a strong line there. And to your point, if it breaks, then uh, that could be a good signal. Interesting. I didn't see that at all, Sean. Nice. That's a, yeah, I find that quite surprising because I, when I looked at the screen, maybe it's just the way my eyes work. I just I saw the triangle straight away. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, yeah, Sean has an eye for the patterns <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know what I was stuck on is the high from August 2022. That's yes. what I ended up zeroing in on, and the fact that we, you know, got above it briefly, but ultimately got you know rejected back below and retested it only to reject. So um, yeah, that that's thus forming the upper side of that triangle. So yeah, this will be. I think we're getting close to running out of room, right? Mm -hmm. So it should mm -hmm. be next week or two. And that's why we do this for different perspectives. Yeah, good stuff. All right, beautiful. Moving on to one of the favorite stocks for everybody, which is SoFi. And uh, let me pull up here on my side. So yeah, so with SoFi, um, um, let me start by saying that Wall Street has a hold rating on SoFi. We saw these massive uh, ramp up or you know massive breakout. Uh, we had this big uh, hammer candle uh, or doji, if you want to call that, which hit the 1023. Uh, that was a decision in decision in the market. And since then, you know, we are pretty much on a decline. Um, I don't know. Do you guys see that as an inverse uh, double top? Or what, what do you call that? Uh, if, if you want to say this green and this pink bar. But I still see that the the upward momentum seems to have stalled. Yeah. Um, yeah, made a, making a lower high after that uh, yeah. initial high and not being able to get back up to fully retest it. Um, and and the declining volumes afterwards as well. Yes, you know, yes. It's, it's and and uh, sort of on the volume side, right? So just a week ago, your average volume was around the 50, 49 million. Right now, your volume has dropped to 19.5 million. So that's a drastic decline. Right. Um, and if it continues to decline, you may see you know, a downward pressure on the stock. Next earning is estimated, what, like three weeks three weeks or so, 7.31. So I, I think what investors and traders are really looking for in SoFi is how is the student loan monitorium going to impact the bottom line of SoFi? And that is going to be the catalyst either on the upside or the downside. That's what I see. Um, put to call ratio, always positive 0.69. Not much has changed. Uh, at $7, you have 11000 almost 12,000 contracts on the put side. And at 10, you have 15,700 contacts. I think that's being really optimistic at 10 because we had that uh, massive rejection at 10.23. And um, so I think I think this could be a, a good CSP play uh, for a little bit longer, not like a week, maybe two, three weeks out. Um, Are you thinking at the $8 level? Yeah, I think that's exactly what I'm looking at. Yeah. So if I look at uh, let's say twenty eighth July, at eight dollar you'll get a decent premium, about forty two dollars per contract. I, I kind of like accumulating shares here, or or doing like you're saying the, with the cash secured puts. Um, it looks like it's trying to get some support, and 
Um, I wouldn't go full bore necessarily, but if we get a little bit of a bounce here, that'd be a second retest of, of this this level around eight. You've got the CEO buying. Yeah. You do have the moratorium, but um, I wonder when those impacts will actually be seen and felt. Like I, I that won't be seen because uh, I think the payment begins in September or October. Right. So. So looking at what quarter four. Yeah, Q4. Right? So you'll talk about it in Q1 of next exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and keep in mind, the Wall Street only cares about the next quarter. Right. That's so true. Q, yeah, Q4, when they will give you a future guidance for Q3, which they will report in Q4, uh, they are just looking at that time frame or maybe two quarters out. They are not looking at an year, three year quarter, but it will still be interesting to see how SoFi predicts the impact on the. Um, I, I think it's a positive impact for SoFi. Do you Sean, think the, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, Sean, did you have anything else to add to this one? Yeah, so more for the longer term folks, really on the, on the technical side, I've actually got a buy zone of 650 to 7, which I've had there for quite some time. But I'm, I'm now looking at that and I'm thinking of moving that up just from this chart that you've posted here, Kay. And the reason, my reason for that is the 50% line on the Fibonacci is kind of about 730, is that roughly? Seven, 724, um, yeah, yeah. 724. Mm -hmm. And I really like that as a level because 50% is normal, kind of a typical retracement, really. Um, obviously, it's not everything, but what. Uh, Double confidence in that is the 50 line, which is the purple line coming up behind it. If we do break this uh, 20, is it, or 20 or 30, one of those, if we do break that, and I know $8 is quite a good level because we had we hit the, the resistance back in the chart and we, we obviously bounced off it a few days ago as well. Um, so that would be a nice area to get into if you're short-term trading, of course. But if it's to break that, then I would definitely be adding to my, because I've got so far for the long, longer-term portfolio, but um, I'd be looking to add personally, obviously it's not financial advice, um, around that kind of 7.30 level, um, or wherever the 50 will be in that point. Yeah, the 50-day is around 6.86, the simple moving average. Nice. Exactly. So between that range, 6.86 and 7.30 would be, my, my basically would move up on my chart. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, Sean is looking for a little bit more pullback and uh, have this, uh, mm. um, yeah, I, I think, make more sense. Just for the longer term, um, obviously, short-term trading, a couple of calls and that kind of stuff, a bit different. But I think for the longer-term folks that are watching this, that, that's what I'd be looking at. Yeah, yeah. Another quick positive note before we get to your next one, Kay, is uh, I noticed, you know, obviously, he's been trading a little bit in lockstep with the regional banks. and. Yeah. The regionals seem to have mellowed out finally. Like yeah. they're consolidating, moving sideways back above the 50 day for the KRE ETF. Um, so I think that's positive for, and it should help SoFi with some stability in its price, price action. Cause there were some days there where it was just following the regionals. And uh, I don't think that made a lot of sense. So. Yeah. But if you, if you think about it, right, SoFi is like a regional bank, even though we would like to say, okay, SoFi is going to come and replace Bank of America. That's not happening. Sure. Right. So it makes some sense. Right. But uh, at the same time, I felt like it didn't have the same exposure as those regionals. Like it wasn't yeah. it didn't have the same customers. Right. As uh, the ones that were in trouble and yet it was getting pulled down. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that there's some stability there will just be just be helpful. That's all. Yeah. And, and hopefully if the if the big money or institutional hedge funds, they start rotating out of tech and getting into the banks and getting into the consumer cyclicals or consumer staples, you might see a pushback up. Yeah. 
Yep. The, and I think SoFi is one of those names that everybody's watching, right? And a lot of interest. So it could be yeah. interesting. Okay. The last chart that we have is Intel. And you know, I, I love Intel from a standpoint because it's a it's it has proved on to be a pretty good trade. Uh, the $30 range when it was uh when the stock was below the $30, it would come hit. $30 as resistance many, many times. And you could just trade that range between $24 and $30. Now it has broken that $30. It's above that. And it has formed a nice little support level at $30. So couple couple pointers uh, before a news from a standpoint is the first news is that the, the global semiconductor sales have fell 21% year over year. That's the latest news that came out, I think, a day or two days before. We On the good note, is there is a partnership between Intel and NVIDIA, but that has to do with more of uh, the industry standards. So I, I have to dig a little bit more deeper into to understand what exactly that standards are, but there's a good, uh, uh, that's a good uh, positive news for Intel. We do see, um, I, I drew, I have a very crappy drawing, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> So I do have a I like pennant. it, Tay. I like it. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, we have a pennant here, and this this denotes a bearish sign. Uh, so you see that little small triangle I try to draw with a with a, a, a red um, a line, and uh, I I think that this pennant, as it starts getting tighter, and we already saw the price going below it. I still think if you are going to trade Intel, I think a thirty dollar is a good support level, and it has been respected many many times. That could be um, a good trading opportunity. So I, for me personally, I'm looking at between 30 and 34 level to trade uh, on a weekly or a bi-weekly basis. Um, and looking at the put-to-call ratio is 0.55. So again, very bullish from a semiconductor standpoint. The company is turning around. So that does help with the with the thesis that Intel, I don't think is going to go to all-time high anytime soon, but it's it's in an upward trend. And it will play with how NVIDIA, AMDs, and uh, TSMC are playing. So if you're into the semiconductor space, keep an eye on Intel as well. Yeah. What do you guys yeah. Interesting you say the company is turning around. And just basically a good quote for the point I was going to make. And the, the, the moving average of the 200 side is just kind of curling up. And um, yes. I thought you, you nailed it there with that quote. That's what I was going to mention, really. Is just hopefully that 200 can kind of turn that corner and really... You know, move upwards, and then that will obviously confirm the trend. And if we can get that above the free, uh, the thirty level, that would be that would be really good. That's a good catch. I didn't I didn't see that at all. Actually, it's a very good. Well, look, you said it yourself. Oh <laughs> Company's God. turning around. Yeah, it's turning around. <laughs> you know, I got I've got two observations here. First one is, Sean, we need to help Kay with his drawings on his charts. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, giving you a hard time, Kay. And uh, and the second, I I don't remember ever. I'm I'm sure I have, but I just don't remember seeing these these two day patterns that we're seeing on all these charts that's forming the Doji that you, you called out the start of this stream, Sean. And that's the Thursday Friday action. Same thing here with Intel, right? So yeah, you're right. Thursday sold sold off, but then the bulls came in and pushed it right back up, creating the nice you know hammer pattern that the long lower wick and you would expect a big move up. So then the Friday we get a big move up and it just sold off. And so we have this, that tight range of open and close across the two days with huge wicks on either side. I can't remember seeing a week close out like that, um, let alone just really that kind of setup happening 
um, in recent times. So, I mean, I'm looking back in the chart, kind of see one there right above, right before a big move up. But yeah, anyways, I just think it's interesting. We're seeing that on all the charts. Feels like a lot of indecision out there yet again after, you know, a pretty nice move up. You know, everybody's doing pretty well first half of the year if you're in the market. And, and, I, and I do think, I think the indecision is also coming in because the first half has ended. Uh, we heard from Powell, right? You'll have two to three. Great hike. I think. To wait uh, for some earnings, right? Right. And, and earnings season. That's, I think those are the decisions that, you know, I guess uh, the market wants to see. You may see a rally, then you may see a, a sell off, and then, you know, until the earnings really pop up, uh, earnings start off. Yeah. Nothing I would add to that with the, the dojis that we've been seeing, we've been mentioning throughout the stream, is more often than not, the dojis that we've been seeing on all of these charts with the, the bottoming candle, which is the, the buyers coming in, there's always been a little bit of support underneath that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that means. Maybe that's a bit more bullish. It may, may mean nothing. But in, in my opinion, that means um, a lot of things are bouncing off of levels. It could be support, it could be moving averages, various moving averages. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been noticing throughout the stream. Yeah, that's a good call. Maybe it was just a big bit of a too much of a bounce. So kind of yeah. cool it off Friday and then see if we continue higher. Um, yeah, great stuff, you guys. Appreciate all the charts and insight yet again. This is another great week. And uh, I missed doing it last week, quite honestly. So I feel like it's Sunday again. It's good stuff. Um, Kay, what would you close out this week with? Let's start with you. I think uh, watching the Wednesday uh, is an important day. Um, so don't if you have if you have certain capital to invest for the week or trade, I think you know watch the the Wednesday report. That is going to be that is going to be a turning point because with Fed telling you that they will do two to three rate hikes, and if CPI numbers they don't align, you are for sure for uh, you know a massive rate hike or at least multiple rate hikes. But yeah, again, you know tr- trade safely and uh, enjoy the process. Yeah, how about you, Sean? Yeah, for me, um, it's going to be a bit of a quiet week. I said earlier on the stream, I'm not going to be trading this week just because I want to step back and, you know, observe really the volatility. And um, my message to you is if if it is a bit volatile, if you are a little bit scared, just don't trade. Um, I'm not saying follow in my footsteps. That's not what I'm saying by all means, but just take care out there. And if you're having a little bit of trepidation, then obviously just take a step back and just watch the markets instead. But other than that, subscribe, like, all that jazz. Maybe they can say a little bit more on that side of things. Yeah, that's it for me. Have a have a good week. Yeah, and if you guys are taking the week off, you know, hit Sean up on Twitter. He's going to have free yeah. time. He's not going to be trading. So ask him what's going on. Maybe you guys can make some observations for the following week. I'm looking forward to hear what you do see. If you're, because uh, I'm imagining you're not stepping away completely. You're just kind of taking yeah. a step back. Yeah, I have I have positions to manage, so I'm not going to be right. actively trading new ones. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, I mean, uh, again, appreciate everybody's following and, and listening in, tuning in. Please do subscribe and hit the like button. It does help us out quite a bit so we can keep this thing rolling. Got over uh, 60, 60 followers, subscribers uh, to the channel so far, and we just kicked this thing off. So looking forward to seeing where it goes. And uh, this week I'm, I'm excited. So for me, I got to make sure I don't get too anxious and get after it because I haven't been trading, right? So uh, that's that's the big thing for me is being patient. I've seen some opportunities. So we were talking about DraftKings. That's the number one I'm going to be watching this week to see what it does if we do get a, a bit of a breakout or if it pulls back to consolidate. And then I just add that next week, um, I think I'm going to be adding a couple of uh, new tickers and maybe removing a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, 
look forward to that. Stay tuned for that. Um, see some opportunities that I want to make sure we talk about. And uh, so I'll pull those in. And otherwise, yep, yeah, looking forward to another great week. I appreciate everybody uh, that's been tuning in along the way and appreciate you guys' inputs again this week with your charts. So have fun and uh, have a great rest of your day. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.